forever let the color of your skin where you come from the environment you grew up in uh-huh. stop you from chasing your dreams baby let's get it my hand to please don't segregate you dress in a suit i can't relate minority report can't ignore being rich or poor and your credit score my hand to please don't segregate you dress in a suit i can't relate minority report can't ignore being rich or poor and your credit score see all i want to do educate the masses <laughs> I was just asking this dude, is he nervous? You look nervous, no, bro. No, I'm tired. I've been working on this flip for seven months. And it feels like I haven't you know, slept. It made me think of like the a few moments, like a few <laughs> months later. Like, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little dull today. Episode 100, he's still working on the flip. <laughs> and I'm still not working full time. Um, yeah, we're on site today. We're, we're, we're doing excited. something a little different today. We're, yeah, we're on yeah. site for where our, our guests are actually uh, working on a project. And, you know, we'll talk about that during yep, the show. Yep. But uh, just something a little different. I think, you know, every once in a while we'll see if we can mix it up and just just kind of uh, showcase what our guests are doing and what they're up to. But, yeah, I like the idea. I think this is awesome. Yeah. And not to mention, bro, this is episode four. Uh, once again, Billy, Billy the Kid. Your, co- your host, I was going to say co-host, with my co-host. <laughs> Dan Delgado. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, and then we, we just released episode three, uh, so check it out. Obviously one, two, and then now three, and then this is four now. Um, but yeah, we're we're excited. Like it, literally every every week, man. I'm I'm excited yeah. for the next, you know, to watch like what we did, and then to go to the next one. Yeah, and we've been getting great feedback from people, and again, you know, we appreciate everyone's support, all the follows on on YouTube and Instagram, and um, so the subscribing. Is that what it is on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have YouTube. But, uh, yeah, make sure you, you guys subscribe to YouTube. Follow us at the dot minority podcast. On Instagram, Minority Report Podcast. There you go. So, yeah, every time we'll get it, we'll get it down yeah. one of these episodes. Actually, you uh, got hacked. Oh my yeah, god! Yes. Like a couple I, days I was, ago, I was thinking that too. Yeah, it, it got hacked. Uh, well, like what? Yeah, I, we'll say something hacked happened because you had to change the password. It, it notified me again today. Hey, we're, so, do, we're doing it, big, I, yeah, brother. So That's you a know, good sign when the haters, already. yeah, when the haters are doing something, you know, we're doing something right. But <laughs> it's all right. We'll get it figured out. But yeah, um, yeah. I don't think it's like shut out, shut down or anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. But definitely, someone's doing yeah. stuff. In so there. yeah, make sure you guys follow follow us there. And um, other than that, man, uh, book of the week. It's yeah, my turn, my huh? Turn. Uh, I think today, since you kind of went. You know, with the sequels, I'll do uh, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And I, I've never I, read that one. I've never no? heard of it. Yeah, dude, that one. And I always recommend people to do the audiobook on that one because um, it's literally him uh, talking to the devil, like interviewing the devil. And so with me saying that, the cool story behind this book is that, uh, and I don't know if this was like a marketing thing or what, but uh, the cool story is that the wife, he wrote it, you know, in 19 whatever, but the wife told him not to release it because he's like, she literally told him people are going to think you're crazy and I'm not going to go through that. You know, he was already writing, right, obviously right. he was known. So she's like, I'm not going through that. So they released it after his death. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So they released it after your death. And, and again, she just didn't want him to be, or to look crazy or whatever, but dude, it's a great book. Uh, basically what it is, is, uh, and, and again, th- this is around the same time that I, li- that I, uh, listened to think and grow rich too. And so it was like, literally dude, I, I was like, dude, this is like, 
it's talking to me like this is crazy you know like i really felt like that um but basically it's uh him interviewing the devil and it's really a mindset it, it really comes down to mindset where basically the devil is everything negative that's around you um mm -hmm. so and and the perfect uh the easiest way to describe it is uh basically you know when when you're born you're a pure kid you know nothing there's no negative thoughts you know and but then the devil starts messing with you in your head. So for example, um, it could start off as, I don't know, and you know, candy, for example. And let's say that candy doesn't do anything, then he'll throw uh pop in there, right? And then let's say that pop doesn't get you, so then now overeating. Um, and then that doesn't get you, so then now you're a teen. And now it's like, oh, cigarettes, um, you know, so it's and kind of escalating. The we, problem. Yeah, exactly. And and it's all a mindset because uh, really, at the end of the day, it's really just beating the devil. And and like I said, I, I like it because it's all like any habits uh, can be bad if you do them that way. You know what I mean? I think he now that you say that, I think he tapped into that a little bit in Thinking Grow Rich. Yeah, it sounds a little familiar. Obviously, he didn't focus on it in Thinking Grow Rich, but it sounds familiar to like yeah, it might yeah. have been a portion of that book but yeah, yeah no and, and, it, and it's like i said it's great I, I always recommend the audiobook because like i said it like the voice of the devil is literally on there oh that's like, pretty cool yeah so uh it's a great book so yeah check it out and again it, all the habits you know if you overdo them they become a negative thing so the whole point of it is beat the devil beat all those negative what, and habits. what's it called again outwitting the devil outwitting the devil yeah, by yeah. Napoleon. Okay. so check it out cool all right, we have a, uh, a husband and wife partnership today, and uh, we're going to talk to them and kind of go over their their journey. They're, they're real estate investors and kind of like moguls in Lincoln. They're, they're, yes, they're, sir, they're we're uh, celebrities. Yeah, they're going to really Let's do it. Let's bring us, them in, bro. Uh, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, get, I, get excited. I want them here already. <laughs> okay, no, we're just bringing them in. <laughs> hey, here they are. You call them the uh, duo. Dynamic duo. There you go, dynamic duo. <laughs> the Jay-Z and Beyonce of Lincoln. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We have Josh and Amira. How are you guys doing today? Good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Excited to be here. We love to share our story and talk to new people, so this will be fun. We, uh, we're really excited to have you guys on. I mean, we've known you and of what you've done. Um, you know, on a personal level, on a professional level for a long time. So, uh, you know, we both want to say thanks for coming on today. And yeah. I'm really excited for the rest of the world to find out, you know, what you guys are up to, you know, how you got where you're at and, and everything that you're doing. But I guess let's start out, you know, let maybe take turns telling us a little bit about yourselves and your, your family and where, kind of... where are you guys from? Yeah, I'll scale first. Um, I was I was born in Chicago um, and my parents met in Chicago, born there, and then they we actually moved to England for a little bit. So I lived there. Oh, I don't wow. remember it. I was like one to two kind of thing. But you don't have an accent. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. Um, and then after that, um, pretty much came to Lincoln. My dad bought a business here. So we've been here ever since. I call Lincoln my home. I just. Yeah. What kind of business in. was it? He owned a cleaning company. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Why Lincoln? Like how did. A uh, franchise was for sale here. Okay. So he had never been here before. So like City Boy moving to Lincoln was kind of a big change. But um what what year was that? That would have been like eighty-eight. Oh nice. Yeah, so pretty much been here my whole life. You just cool. aged yourself right there. That's right. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> um so yeah, that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Did you go to uh, school, like high school here and everything? Like you never left and yeah. then came back or anything? Nope. I've just been here and stayed here. Travel a lot, so that kind of you know, feel feeds my need for right. getting out and exploring new places and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. Traveling. Like so would that. you consider yourself a Husker, a Husker fan now? Uh, I actually don't like sports. No? Oh, okay. No. Okay. Any, any sports at all? 
No, not really. Oh, okay. I don't think you don't like sports. He just doesn't follow them. I, yeah, I don't watch sports. Because if I, I have the Husker game on, he'll sure. Like, I'll, I'll, get, in, I'll yeah. get into it, but I don't. I won't go out of my way to like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd go to a game too, but I'm not like a diehard fan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I enjoy the experience. So the answer sure. is yes. You're a Husker fan. I'm, I'm a Husker fan. Stop, fan. Fan. stop, stop yeah. ignoring it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, were you born here? Then I was. Okay. So you should have me go first because he's much more interesting. So now I have to follow that. I'm born and raised Lincoln. My family born and raised Lincoln. So. All right. That's all. Nebraska girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My my uh my wife too. She's she was not in Lincoln, but you know, yeah. just outside of Lincoln. Nebraska. But yeah, we love our Nebraska girls. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. So um so maybe, you know, before we kind of get into your progression and kind of uh, find out you know where you're at now maybe you can like tell us a little bit i guess how did you guys meet first of all yeah we haven't really got into that's, that that's what i was gonna ask uh so yeah go ahead great question i was gonna ask that <laughs> oh just good old tinder you know did you have that joke up for your he was, I just thought of it was <laughs> now for the moment because we always i mean if we know, if we didn't ask the question you were just gonna say it anyways yeah. <laughs> no, I, I this episode is sponsored by tinder by the way yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll let you share the story Not since true. you know yeah, a yeah. big part of why we're together. Because I added you on Facebook. Is yeah, because you're part? Facebook okay. stalker. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I worked at a gym. Josh went to the gym, and so I added him on Facebook <laughs> and creeped on him. And then he was trying to hang out with me. And I eventually said yes. Yeah. So you slid into my awesome. DMs? Slid into my DMs. <laughs> <That's laughs> so, 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 so what what was that first message like? We should uh, go back and look. Oh, at our, no, I had. I, would love I that, think yeah. it was like, are you the girl from the gym? <laughs> <laughs> well, because, so I got a friend request. I was like, who's this girl? She's super hot. I was like, I don't know. It's probably some like fake. You know, <laughs> and then like, I was like, oh, mutual friends. I was like, oh, the guy at the gym, the, these gym people. I was like, oh, oh, she's the girl that works the front desk. I was like, yeah. oh, cool. Yeah. So yeah, I was. That's kind of how it all started. And then she like wouldn't hang out with me. It was for like months. She kept making excuses like, "Oh, I'm too busy with school." Or, I'm, I'm, why, why? Yeah, like you reached out. I want to hear. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Why did I? Ask Those buyers, 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 buyers remorse. Left them on red. That's what it was. Buyers remorse. <laughs> Never mind. Maybe that's why. Because I clicked on your pictures and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Delete. Unfriend. <laughs> I, I mean, I would be happy with that because you look better alive than, you know, so you're not yeah, a catfish or nothing. Yeah, that's, that's true. So what was that first message? Do you, do you kind of recall vaguely yeah, what it was like? I mean, that's, that's that, what that was it was. It? You're the Just, girl from the gym or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So how long did it take for her to say yes? Like, oh, dude. like to go out or I was relentless. I would ask like Probably all six, the... at least six months for sure. Wow, six months you were saying yeah. no? Or coming up with excuses? It was that yeah. long. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I was that persistent. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised after That's a couple a weeks time, on my own. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like an entrepreneur, bro. Yeah, no, like, yeah. <laughs> persistent. <laughs> yeah. But it was like weekly, I yeah. would ask. I remember that. I was like, and hey. like, did you get to the point where you were just like kind of not so directly asking her out, and then after I mean, after six months, I figure by that point you're like straight up like, hey, when can we go out type thing? Or did it progress like that at all? Or was it just kind of just I just wanted to hang out. Like I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was just like let's just hang out. And so how long have you been? Have you guys been together now? Eight years. Married. Eight no, years or <laughs> married will be six years. Okay, so yeah. eight total. Yeah. Eight okay, total. so. I guess uh, from that point, once you guys, and we'll kind of fast forward, um, 
what was the first conversation that kind of like were, was it immediately or what conversation was it that kind of led you guys to know like oh okay so i might have a future with this guy and then the opposite uh, it was like at first sight yeah, yeah. literally like, like the conversations were well it was for you i don't know about her right? <laughs> <laughs> it took a little bit to get on board but no like i don't know it was the soup like was, we have the craziest story i would say i mean uh, i literally the first time we hung out i never left we never yeah we like i like basically moved into her apartment yeah. Yeah. And then shortly after, so we met in July or June. 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 Oh, nice coming up. Then. And then in November, I we bought a house together. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, so it was like really fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah. It's, it's and then we've like never left each other. If since. you think about the timeline, six months to hang out, and then, and then we bought a house. Oh <laughs> yeah, like yeah, four yeah. months. You know, <laughs> to say no and then bought a house. <laughs> yeah. So that's no, cool. that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so. Basically, right right away, like were the conversations there already as soon as you guys met, or like uh, like entrepreneurship wise, when was it? When, oh no, <laughs> no, like how did that come about? Oh, like working like, together in business and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I, I was always, I've always kind of been an entrepreneur. I mean, so that's just you've never had a nine to five, right? No, is that no. okay? Nice. <laughs> not so, a real one. Like I've worked at places before, but not for very long, right. like a couple months. So, what was your yeah. first business? Um. I mean, if you count a vending machine when I was like 13 or something. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so I had a vending machine. And my and I, I, your son is doing that now, right? Yeah. So yeah which yeah, is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah that's something I did want to get into eventually, yeah, too. Sorry, I love that. No, no. Here I, I go I, again. <laughs> Jump in the gun. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I did want to uh, uh, get into it because I think that's a really awesome idea. Yeah. And I think, you know, you know, once we get to that spot, maybe we can get into more detail. So on as it, an adult, when was the... Like, so you have this vending machine. What Like, what what was next after that? Yeah, there's just kind of random little things I would do. Um... You know, like the mowing lawns, just kind of a bunch of little side hustles, nothing that panned out. But the first real business was um, when I was a handyman. Okay. Started that handyman business. Um, I was probably 23, 24, something like that. Nice. And is that something that you learned from your dad? Or yeah, just, just YouTube? Or? Uh, a lot of YouTube for <laughs> sure. No, I just kind of always help my dad around the house. He's not a contractor or nothing like that. Mm -hmm. He's pretty handy naturally. And so I just kind of picked it up naturally too and... I understand how things go together, right. and I like working with my hands. So it was a good fit for me, and it was different and creative a lot of the time. So, so when you guys met, that's what he was doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And what were you doing at the time? Uh, I was going to school full-time. Okay. Yeah. What Going to school for what? Um, diagnostic medical sonography. Okay. So it would be doing ultrasounds. Oh, oh nice. Yes. Okay. Um, so then... So you're doing this handyman business. Um, so, like, did is that what led to real estate? Yeah, I kind of got into that business and my first rental around the same time. Yeah. Okay. How'd so you I, how'd you acquire that first yeah. rental? Like, what happened? Is it just something that kind of fell into your lap? Yeah, or? dude, it was a total accident where, right. where I am today. Like, it, I didn't plan to be where I'm at. Um, so, what did you want to be when you were a kid? I don't even. You don't even know. You just. Kinda, I mean, like, I was. I always said an architect, and then for a while I was like mechanical engineer, and then I realized how much schooling that was, and I was like, eh, I won't do that anymore. <laughs> um, but I've always liked like houses, and I've always been interested in it. Um, so then the SRI cut you off with that first rental. Yeah, so first rental happened on accident. Um, my dad has a friend that's a real estate broker. He brought us a deal, my dad a deal, and my dad thought it would be a good idea for us to just partner on it. I would do the work, and then we would just split the rents. Was that the first deal for your dad too, or was he had he done? He uh, he had another house as a rental, but nothing like like it was a, like a house right next door to his personal house. 
Okay. Yeah, my parents' personal. So it wasn't like he was seeking out. He has a lot of friends in the business, so he kind of knows the business. Or he, you know, saw what they were doing and stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah. So he, uh, like, a lot of conversations with other people doing real estate. Yeah, so it wasn't totally foreign to him. Yeah. Um, but it was for me. I was like, you know, this was like 11 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I, there wasn't. There's no networking group. There's no like podcasts or very few, if there was any, no YouTube people talking about it. So I yeah, didn't know yeah. what I was doing, you know, but I was like, sure, I can fix up a house. Huh. Took me a year. How did that deal turn out? Like you guys flipped it or was it a rental? Uh, it was a rental. It was a, and then I actually ended up burying it and I didn't even know I was burying stuff in the beginning because yeah. no one came up with that term yet, but that's what I was doing. Can you um, explain for our viewers? Burying yeah. yeah. I don't know what burying so, is. Um, when you burr a property, that's when you buy it with cash. It doesn't have to be your cash. It just has to be uh, some cash, so no loans. Then you rehab it, then you rent it out, and then you refinance it and get all of that original principal plus the rehab money back. So so on that first deal, like, was it whose money was in there, like, half and half? or how, like? No, so my the agreement was my dad was in the front all the money, and I was going to do all the work. Okay. So that was our structure of the partnership Which that's that's awesome can you actually elaborate on that even like how that works like for you know people that want to get into it now that are new yeah. if you could elaborate on that um just the idea of a partnership and yeah yeah where it doesn't basically like you don't have to have the money because i get i get that question a lot where people yeah. are like well, there's no way like how do you do it without money yeah, yeah. you know people are always talking about it online but yeah if you could elaborate on that a little bit yeah so, you did that like that was your first deal that yeah you did. yeah kind of an accident but um yeah, I think a lot of people think you need money to like get started. You do need money, but it doesn't have to be your money. And a great way to get someone else's money is to partner with them, you know? So, I mean, like we've all partnered with multiple people for different deals. And it doesn't have to be a long-term partnership. It's just going to be a deal-specific thing. So, yeah, if you can find someone that has the money, you can offer them, you know, part of the ownership, some interest. Um, you can slice it and dice it so many different ways. But yeah. if you got a deal that makes sense, someone's willing to help you out and yeah the money to and it. Th that's the beauty of real estate that uh you know with with partnerships it's like it's a lot of money right up front like i've lost thousands of dollars on like investing in like uh bitcoin a concept <laughs> yeah, yeah dude yeah. Anyways. Be another, another episode <laughs> yeah um but i've lost money like investing for example uh you know a concert where it's like okay yeah i'll bring in you know 10,000 or half of the show or whatever it is but there's not really insurance behind that mm -hmm. and i've it's happened to me um so with real estate what's nice is that obviously the deed you know is like people can't really run away because then then your name's going to be on the deed right can you mm -hmm. give us a little more information on that um as far as how people are secured with yeah, their money like and stuff? insurance where because like i guess in my mind i'm thinking somebody who's brand new uh you know like how, I've had that question asked too, where it's like, well, how do we trust somebody with that much money? You know what I mean? Or so, yeah. and it's really like on the deed, like your name, you know, whoever's putting the money up, you're going to be smart enough to put your name on the deed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, I mean, real estate is pretty safe investment. I mean, especially if you're buying things under market value or under, you know, with the market. Yeah. Off market deals are always good. And so, I mean, you're secure, especially if someone's going to put in rehab money of their own money and you have a loan of, I don't even know. I'd have to, I mean, so if the house is worth a hundred grand and you're buying it for like 60, you know, there's, so there's margin for the yeah. person that's bringing the money that they'll be okay. Especially yeah. if the borrower or the partners bring in some extra money for the rehab and stuff. So, yeah. 
which probably is probably a bad way of explaining it, but no, no, I mean, uh, it's numbers. Yeah, that's really it's what a, it comes yeah. down to is numbers. Yeah, a lot about knowing your numbers for sure. Mm-hmm. And that that's what's nice with deal off market deals is that obviously you find a way cheaper and fix mm-hmm. it up, and as long as the numbers work, I mean, you're you're there right now with yeah, your actually, yeah, Well, um, you know. Of all the deals that I've worked on, I've never put in a dime of my own money. Yeah. You know, and um, still to this day, and I don't plan to ever, to be honest, yeah. you know, I, what do you call it? Other people's money? I was yeah, thinking OPM. OPM. Oh, yeah, it's OPM. OPM. <laughs> OPM, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm aging myself now. But uh, I am down with That's OPM. That's a song, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm the same way. Like I said, I don't want to use my own money for it. You know, I, I'm okay with sharing that risk and, you know, I, I've, had deals that are you know part profit part ownership you know whatever the, the the case is for that but you don't need to have money uh to do a deal really the, the most important part of the deal is the actual property itself yeah finding it, the deals i mean that's the hardest and, I, and i've had people approach me and ask me about real estate investing and i always just stress to them because their biggest stressor is always the money always and my lowest their smallest <laughs> stressor is the money now yeah. to the point where I don't even care about it. I literally will put a house under contract and I don't even know how I'm going to get the money because I know yeah, like yeah. if the deal is right, then someone is going to pay yeah, for it. And yeah. it doesn't even matter whether it's a bank or a person, uh, it's going to get paid for. So, it, but it takes It takes time. that first deal to have the confidence. Yeah. yeah. Really? Then you're like, then light bulbs go off and then doors open up and you're like, oh my gosh. Is that how that deal was for you? No, or... dude, I wasn't even planning on trying to buy any more rentals. Like, oh, okay. I just had this one, and I was working on it for a year, and I was like, this is cool. So when you guys met, Amira, did he have that, or, how, like, was that before um, he met you? I yeah, had... that was before. He, well, I think, was working on number three. Yeah. When you guys When, you guys... when we met. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number yeah. three. Yep. Rental? Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's all I did. Yeah. I, I didn't flip nothing. Okay. Didn't wholesale, didn't even know about that. I was just like... And I'm interested, like, did you, like, so when he came into your life, like, was real estate even a thing in your head at that no. time? Mm-mm. No? So, like, is that how that came about him kind of teaching you or giving you information? Or how did, like, how did you fall in love with real estate? Dude, uh, I just talk about it nonstop. <laughs> she'll say, like, am I even she didn't even have. I was, like, like, I was gonna ask, like, are you in love with real estate? No. <laughs> She's like, I love it because I see how much he loves it. Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah. well, this is fast forwarding. But we're at a place now where we've where she can do things that she enjoys, and it's just in the real estate space. Right. Exactly. Right. So that's where we've gotten to, and it's been a like good proof of probably what you were telling her back then. Like, is that safe to say? Oh uh, yeah, part of it, you know. Part of it by owning so many properties, babe, we'll be able to do this and that. Yeah, part of it was. Was she supportive? Yeah, yeah, from oh, yeah. the get go. Yeah, because we we get a lot of like fee- you know feedback on that where it's like uh, you you know even me personally like my wife uh, she's always supported me mm-hmm. uh, but like I had a teacher you know stuff here and there and and the thing is like when when I've taught her stuff she like gets it right away you know mm-hmm. what I mean but. Um, like, if you could elaborate, like, how how does that support come about? Like, was it natural? Did you guys have any no. arguments or anything, like, for any couples out there listening? you no, got to have don't... arguments. There's no way you don't have arguments. Well, we have arguments. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's at that real quick. This is a real estate podcast. Not a marriage. couples. Marriage counseling. Here we go. What did you swindle me into? I don't know. Um, I will say that I obviously think that women like security and that's not secure you don't get like a paycheck every month Mm -hmm. and you can't show you know like it's just not secure so that's the hardest part but then I just think that 
he's proved time and time again that this is going to work. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like, like, okay, I can trust the process. And I guess would it be safe to say too, since you guys met, like he was, you were already an entrepreneur, like th- that probably had something to do so, with that too. Yes. And no, <laughs> I, I guess if you call an entrepreneur waking up at like 11 o'clock, I mean, in a way, yeah, yeah. He, he's definitely grown a lot. <laughs> and I think that's cause you know, he, had a family instantly to support and you know so i don't know so what was the first deal that you guys uh did together where like full circle like where you guys were both involved where you're like like, actively involved um the first deal i think that we were kind of involved in together was his first flip it was the first one where i gotta go to the property and be like i think you should do this and i think you should do that um but yeah, I Josh, was she expensive? Uh, uh, no, <laughs> nothing compared to now. <laughs> yeah, say, back then, it's, yeah, it's yeah there was. <laughs> so you were, so you were helping them design, or giving ideas. I wouldn't say design, but I had a little input. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, can we backtrack a little bit when you're talking yeah. about how women like um, security? security. Yeah. You know what did Josh do right that was able to win you over? Because when I have guys approach me about this stuff, yeah. if you're a married man, I will tell you right now: if your wife is not on board, do it's not do this. But see, do you yeah. think? And that that was kind of like with my question was: do you think it is? Be, you know, like he was already, you were already an entrepreneur. I think like, that helped when, when I was already in, a job, in the business. Like I was already doing it, so that kind of came with me. Yeah, like, this it, is what I because do, I, I think you know, you know when you have a job and it's like you're trying, like, hey, I want to do this. You know, make the switch. Yeah, That's a little even, bit I've read harder. books. I've even read books where, like, you know, the wife is like, "Oh, you're a dreamer," or you know, "No, that's you know," and yeah. so was it his consistency then? I guess in that <laughs> sense, would you say? Or? Yeah, I mean, and he's always been a dreamer, and I've always been like logical, like, and everyone in my family has always had a nine to five job, and and the way he grew up, they were entrepreneurs. So I looked at what him and his family were able to do growing up and compared to mine, not that mine was bad. It was just very different. Mm -hmm. And so I thought like, I like that. I like the freedom that he was able to have. I like um, the experiences that he was able to have and what entrepreneurship, how that could be provided by that. And so I think that just looking at that um, was a little more reassuring. It still took me quite a while to just like, Put full faith in it. I think. I was gonna say, how long? How long did it take? I don't know. I don't. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I, I still don't think it'll still it'll be Well, no. But one thing that I want to bring up that it's really cool because sometimes I got to pinch myself because I don't think we're doing that crazy of things. You know, there's people doing more than us, but. You know, I told her like probably oh, five, Josh, or, so I know, yeah. five, five or six years ago, I was like, babe, someday you're never going to have to work a day in your life. You know what I mean? You can be able to stay home with your kids. And, she, and this is what we're doing that. today. Like, and you were already you working at the hospital at that time? I, I didn't work. I, I Still school? I was going to school and then I stopped um, when Jay went to kindergarten and I started an in-home daycare so I could you know, be more active in his nice. life. And that's, that's an entrepreneur move right yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of how that went. And then the next big, well, I mean, he's always encouraged me to make like leaps of faith. And so quitting school is a leap of faith because, you know, like I yeah. said, all my family has 
has had a stable job. And so that that's not stable to yeah, just drop yeah. out of and school. And I, I love that, Amira. And I want you to elaborate a little more for our listeners. Uh, you know, that since you were on both sides, yeah. uh, you know, having the nine to five and then you made the leap and you come from that background. Yeah. You know, the nine to five, you know, we're... Uh, 401k, you know, right. and all, all that, mm -hmm. like go to school, get a job. Like, so yeah, if you could elaborate on, on like both sides, like, you know, you saw both sides and uh -huh. like, how did you make the jump? So I, like I said, I was going to school, made the, made the jump when Jay started kindergarten and was kind of struggling. And Josh was like, you know, you don't have to finish that. You don't have to prove it to anybody. And he kind of made me believe that like that school didn't validate me didn't make me a better person and if I stopped school I would still be a good person so I stopped to be able to stay home with him and then start the daycare to act, to make some income for our family and then when I got pregnant with Evan he was like when you have her you can stop and that was still really scary for me because yeah. like I was making good money doing daycare and I was able to pick Jay up and take him to school every day, you know, and that's like what I wanted to do. So that was the next big leap of faith was just actually being able to stay home with both of the kids yeah. while not working at all. Well, not, not watching kids at all yeah. anyway. So, um, it's just been like one big leap of faith after the other. And I, I don't know, I guess I just always trusted and had faith that he knew. Did you get any well, backslash from like friends, family, like uh, like, I was gonna ask, like, what, what did your family? Yeah. What did your family think of you? It? Weren't gonna ask that, bro. I, I was. I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> um, I, my family is very supportive, and um, I, I, I was nervous, but not because they've always been really supportive, and they always trust my judgment. And so, no, I haven't really had any from my friends or my family, mm -hmm. which which made it really easy. Yeah, yeah. I think I was my toughest critic, and the sure. hardest part was knowing that I wasn't like giving up that like I, I could finish school if I wanted to, but that would be a, that would be sacrificing time with my kid and I didn't want to do that. So that's when we just made the decision that that's the direction we were going to go. And that was that. Yeah. yeah. And because there's always that argument, you know, the whole college thing uh, I've, you know, I got a buddy that went to college, you know, and um, you know, now that he's graduated, now he sees the, like me and him like bump heads and this is us growing up, you know, together, um, which it makes a big difference. Cause you're technically, you're still, you know, you like I've known him since teens and then twenties, and um, and you know now, uh, you know I, I've been dragging him like, come on, bro, do you know do that, do that, and now he's like, dude, you were right. Like he's like, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be stuck in the rat race, you know. And now he's thinking of different ways, which is amazing. And that you know I love doing that to like the people that I surround. Like, can you guys touch a little bit on that? Like for our listeners, just the whole college thing, and you know. And, Obviously, we don't like we we don't want to deteriorate anybody from not going right. to college. But uh, there's a and quick story too. Uh, <clears throat> like my mortgage officer, uh, her son was going to UNL, and um, what like when I bought my house now, uh, she the son was like stressing, you know, just home, whatever it was, homework or whatever, just a lot of like all these projects and. Um, it made me feel good because we went to breakfast or whatever. And she actually ended up telling me that she brought me up to him. Like, Hey, you don't have to go to school. Uh, you know, I know Billy who, you know, he didn't go to school and he's successful. So if you could yeah. elaborate a little bit on that, on yeah. people that are, uh, um, uh, inspired, you know, or aspiring to be entrepreneurs mm -hmm. or investing or. 
Yeah, so I actually did go to college. I got a four-year degree. It took me five years. Um, I had to go. My parents made me, but their stipulation was I could go to school for anything I wanted to go to school for. They All they wanted me to learn was delayed gratification, which oh. I think was the biggest thing that has helped me be successful because we all know real estate is a slow game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. nothing happens overnight, Yeah, especially for in the rental space yeah. and so buy and hold. So I think that's been really helpful because I can see kind of longer vision, like longer time frames, so I can have those kind of crazy dreams and I kind of just dream big, I guess. So I think college has been huge for me with that, but what I learned there has not translated into anything that I'm doing today. Yeah. I mean, other than just, you know, kind of disciplined by doing homework and like just knowing that there's an, you know, end in sight when you're working on something big or trying to tackle a big project or whatnot. So, so uh, do you guys regret not doing what you what you went to college for and then you dropping out? Oh, absolutely not. No, (laughs) (laughs) not at all. And I think about, you know, what are, since, I mean, most people either both of their, both their parents went to college and both, or both didn't for the most part anyways. And so I wonder kind of like what our kids are going to think someday. Like, do I have to go to college like dad? Do I not like mom? You know what, what you, I mean? So what, what's your plan on that? Like, what do you tell your kids? Honest, like, are planning yeah, on? Yeah, I, I don't have plans for their life. Um, If they choose to go to school and that's what they want to do, then that's great. Um, If they don't, then that's great, too. I just want them to go and do what they love and um, be nice to people yeah. and, you know, have a positive impact on the world. And you can do that with school and exactly. you can do it without school. Yeah, and yeah. so, yeah, that whatever they want to do is fine by me and i'm sure josh agrees yeah i mean whatever I, I would i would try just pinch him i saw that <laughs> <laughs> or, or are we gonna make them gratification no i don't want them to start businesses of some kind of thing just be entrepreneurial well, i mean while we're on the topic you know let's let's talk about that vending machine deal, yeah because right? i remember when i first learned about that i was like this is just genius but yeah if you want to go into that yeah so uh, i mean it's nothing mind-blowing it's just at the office that i was officing you're so out humble of, bro <laughs> i was uh, at the office that i used to have an office at, there was a vending machine there. And I was like, I don't know what, what made me think of it even, but I was like, oh, Jay's around the age where I had my first vending machine. Maybe I can buy this from the guy and Jay can just start running it. And so, how old was he at the time? He was 11. 11 yeah. yeah. So I think I was like 11 or 12 or 13, somewhere yeah. in that range. Um, so yeah, I approached the guy, tracked him down and I bought the vending machine from him. And then now Jay just kind of managed So did you make Jay like pay you back for it or are you making a manage like how do you how do you manage that whole process for him because this is a huge learning opportunity for him yeah and right now it's really baby steps we're not getting too nitty-gritty with like yeah. you know profit and loss and all mm-hmm. that i mean so <laughs> we've just we just bought it outright for him and we gave him like a hundred bucks in a checking account oh. as like a little startup money mm-hmm. you know and so he has his own card and his own checking account so anytime he needs to go buy sodas to refill the machine he uses his account nice. he's you know does it all is he pretty good about it like do you have to remind him and get on top of him all, on, on him about it all the time or? we're still like i'm still doing a lot of it you know i'm i'm not trying to overwhelm him with this i'm just trying to let him learn at his own pace yeah um yeah. so yeah so we're just we're just doing the re- filling the machines we're looking at what needs to be filled and then we're going to yeah. start to get it. Right. He's going to you know, help me load it up. And then we're going to go back and stock it and take the change. And what everything. does he say with like when he sees the money, like the profit? Like what's his reaction? He, like? he doesn't. I don't, he wants to go to Target and buy some right. games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wants nice. yeah. His concept, I'm not sure of his concept of money yet. So we're yeah. still working on that. Yeah. I think that's a hard thing to grasp. And How old I'm is not, he now? He's, he's 12. 12. Okay. Well, it's yeah. only been a year or so. Yeah, yeah not okay. even. And then we actually had to 
stop his machine because the we got kicked. We didn't get kicked out. They're demoing the building they that we officed out of. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get kicked out, I guess. Actively searching for new Yeah, location. so if anyone knows of a Shameless vending plug. machine spot for us, oh, okay. my son would love to have a machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, right now it's just sitting in grandpa's my, garage. Yeah, grandpa's so. garage. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so would you say, like, so once you're ready, because you, it sounds like you, you said you haven't really touched the subject of money with him yet. Um, like, what would you say to him? Like, if he, if you're talking to him right now, like, what, like, how, what are the stuff you're gonna teach him about money once he understands it? You know? Yeah, like, I think like if he does want some things, I want to show him. You know, like here's what you have in your account, but this is also like your business money. You know, it's probably not a good thing, business and personal money, but this yeah. is all the money he has. So he's gonna, we're gonna learn. Like, if you spend sixty bucks on a game, it's coming out of this. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You're just kind of like, but if you want something bigger down the road, you know, you got to save this. Yeah, Can no. You're buying and, little stuff along the way. Otherwise, you're not going to have any savings. Yeah, no. And, and, and I love that. Uh, I've done that to my kids too, where, um, you know, and, and it's one of those where obviously it's like, yeah, I mean, you could afford, thank God we could afford, you know, the toy that they want from Target, yeah. you know. Um, but, you know, even last summer, my daughter, uh, my youngest, she wanted this skateboard that's just sitting there now. Um, <laughs> they all, but, all toys do. Yeah, that. yeah. But the great thing is that, um, you know, she, she came and she's like, oh, my, you know, mom, dad, I want this skateboard. And, you know, it was like $60, $80. So what we said was, okay, it's the summer. It was actually a year ago. Yeah, like a year ago. Um, okay, so the summer's coming. Like, what are you going to do? How about this? You bring half and we'll give you half. Well, she ended up making $60 off of babysitting, uh, lawn mowing. And then it's funny because then she started asking, you know, neighbors, hey, can, can I mow your lawn? So I think it's a great... Um, it's a great way to teach these kids, you know, especially nowadays. I mean, you know, the internet and all that, like it's yeah. right there. But um, I, I think it's a great way to teach them. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. So, yeah, if we can shift focus a little bit over and kind of like on the business side, I don't think we really touched much on, you know, obviously we've talked about you guys having rentals to begin with. Um, you know, you guys have really branched out from that, I guess. So, yeah, if we know if we can touch on that. So we know about the rentals. What happened uh, next at that point? And um, and then we can kind of obviously transition from there. Yeah. Do you want to share how we got into short term rentals? Um. Yeah. Sure. So, so did, did did you go straight from yeah, long term uh, rentals into short term rentals? Because you said it was like the third. So when I met Josh, he was about on his third. His okay. goal was to have ten. Okay. Rental and properties. We're rental about. properties. Long term rental properties. Because at that point, that's probably all we knew right all you knew at that time yeah that's all i was familiar with so um yeah and at that point it's kind of like you don't know what you don't know so mm -hmm. we had taken a trip to panama and stayed in an airbnb and that was kind of the first time that a short-term rental ever like crossed our radar um while we were down there wasn't like um wasn't even thinking about it and we came back and so that was in February, and then of uh, what year? Um, two thousand seventeen. Okay. And, uh, and at that point, wh where were you guys at with rentals or like flips I don't or like even what? No. So I do know that mm. after three, they just kind of started snowballing. Like I feel like it was really hard for him to get the first 
few. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like it took longer and then now it just like snowballed mm -hmm. and now you can get one left and right and I don't even know. Yeah, I don't I'll, know the number. Now it's now. like, hey, babe, I bought a house today. She's like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Anyways, I went to the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. Right She's like, I saved 20 bucks at Target today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. That's We're doing it. We're doing it. So, yeah. So, at that point in time, I don't know how many doors we had. I couldn't tell you either. Because in, in that, that point, I had some partnerships. So, it's kind of, yeah. I mean, like. So Not, it was, uh, it's hard to put a pin like a yeah. pinpoint number. Like in average though, like how many doors did you have that the most to this day? Like for long term. Oh. Um, like today I just tell people I have fifty. Fifty. Just like tell right people now. or you actually have? Well, at least. No, like I have four different partnerships. So oh, okay. and within those four, I'm either hundred percent well, four different entities. And one of those, I'm 100% owner with my wife. And then I have a 50-50 partner, 50-50 partner. Then I'm like 20% owner in another one. Gotcha. So, so was that, uh, that always a, a thing that you, like, uh, partnering? Like, is that something you it's always... It's never I really sought out. It's just kind of opportunities have presented itself, yeah. and I've just jumped on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've never been like, I need to find a partner. You know what I mean? Like, okay. it's just like happens like the know. door kind of opened yeah people started seeing what you're doing so that's yeah. what happened with like this panama trip then you kind of just saw an opportunity there and yeah so i mean so i've always wanted to be an international real estate investor i don't know why like okay. that, that was like my when someone asked me like before i even that's amazing i love traveling and i love real estate so it's yeah. like yeah that's what I can do. International real estate investor. So when well, we went to I'm Panama. for a partner for international. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when we went to Panama, I was like, let's buy a property here because this is sweet. And then I was like, well, maybe before we get in the short-term rental business, let's buy one in Lincoln to test it out first. Mm -hmm. Like see, you know, proof of concept. Were you scared of Lincoln, like uh, the market? So I was. So we, <laughs> I don't even know. Were we at the house? Did you? Josh has this thing where he like drives by places and I'm like we're supposed to be going home where are we going you have ulterior motives right now like that it, ulterior motives is always like in our car right so I don't know if we were on an ulterior motive no this is random mission. I okay. was not planning on okay. driving by this one okay well either way he's like we should use it as an Airbnb and I'm like what in Lincoln nobody comes to Lincoln I think that's nobody. what everyone's first thought. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. It's, it's, yeah, for sure. And like, even still, times. I'm like, how do we have this many houses and they're still going? Cool? You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know. But yeah, of course, it was one of Josh's random ideas. And I was like, what? I don't so know. So you started with one after the yeah. Panama trip. Uh, like, yeah. was that so like instantly one, you started kind of? Yeah, like, how maybe much time went from that? That idea was, to, um, well. It was a month. From like, uh, September. Panama to September, yeah, Panama to Little Gray was seven months. Yeah. And we weren't thinking about it. Let me just tell you, Josh doesn't really think about his ideas. It just <laughs> popped up in September. So it's not like the idea was brewing for seven months. I think we had looked months. at a few other properties before that, like a few weeks before that. This wasn't just like this one thing that I'm just like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I think about it, but I don't tell you yeah, that. We, can, about agree. It. we yeah. can agree to disagree okay. on that. So, um, yeah, so that one popped up. And then about another year later, we came across these two turds. Can I say that? Yeah. Not bad? Shit. Okay. They were turds. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Shit holes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so I was like, oh my gosh, that would be a great idea. I mean, you guys, these were horrible. And so we went to go see them because originally I was like, it's going to be a great idea. Two houses right next to each other. Family can stay without staying in the same roof, you know. How many bedrooms? 
<laughs> well, I don't now they each have two. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like man, we like, <laughs> they were I think one was a two bedroom and one was a one bedroom. Yeah, that's right. So I'm, we went to look at them and I was like, never mind. Like these are awful. They What was your thought? So that oh, he went, he went to buy them. That was his thought. He bought them. <laughs> And oh, hey, babe, uh, I'm home, and had, uh, I bought her yesterday. She had a vision, and we were going to make it happen. So I was like, let's I like do this. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, like, I like it. Yeah, after my vision, I said, no, these are awful, <laughs> disgusting houses. Let's find something else. So, so what was your, so uh, I want to hear, like, what, what was your, like, he got home, he told you, was it over the phone? Like, how, how did you find out he ended up buying it? Probably over the phone, because we couldn't bear to have this conversation face-to-face. But, I mean, I was like, okay, whatever, but... Yeah. So, I mean, they're, I love them now. They're like my babies, and I'm glad that he didn't listen to me. Don't, don't. Well, in the first one, I just kind of made an offer. Yeah. So, you got him as a package deal? No. So, like the very first Airbnb we bought shortly after. Yeah. This one was like just listed on the MLS. It was like yeah. turnkey. You didn't have to do anything. So, I was like, this is great. I don't have to do anything. You yeah. Know? I'll just right. buy it and furnish it. How many do you guys have now? So that was going to be my point is we had the little gray for about a year, I would say. And then we got the other two um, for about a year. And now we're just about to list our fourth one. And then by the end of next year, we hope to have eight. Amazing. So like a long-term rental snowballed. We had, you know, started with the well, one. By the end of this year, we'll have seven. Yeah. And then hopefully by eight, the end of yeah. next year, maybe eight. eight. So. And one of them. It's my favorite. It's a container house. Yeah. It's actually, yeah. so, he, so you took how many, what, three shipping containers? Yeah. And uh, you, I guess were it's you the first in Lincoln? Yeah. <laughs> I like to say uh, that I'm the first container house in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. The other one is a duplex, and it's not all shipping containers. Oh, oh. dang. Yeah. Well, I just, <laughs> so real estate. If I want to get real technical, I like to say the first tiny container house. If because only you paid that. Much that attention to Tiny. detail. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's first. So was, this is just like a personal project of yours that you just uh, wanted One to do. One of those or? crazy dreams. Yeah, just a crazy dream. It I've was, always liked. Is it done? So mm-hmm. almost, it's on the last leg. Okay. Um, it was just kind of like a back burner project. Yeah. So we broke ground about two years ago, and so it would. Be like a little here, a little there, and mm-hmm. nothing, uh, nothing that our full attention was on. It like we said, it, it was more of just a dream, mm-hmm. and so um, now it's main focus, and so it should be done soon. Yeah. So, so whenever I started that project, I was I had a partner. I still have a partner, business partner, and we were flipping houses like crazy, like so crazy. So since that was my personal project, we had to focus on the flipping business. So we were just you know so busy with doing that for so many for so long that i just didn't have time to like get to working on the container so it just sat back there but you knew that like coming into that project it was kind of like you said back back burner yeah, yeah. Like, i didn't like have an extra we'll go at it when we when we and go it, and i guess we should say that the lot is right next to the other two houses oh, nice. so it was just the really, other two Air- airbnbs yeah, mm-hmm. nice. it was yeah. just really convenient and so we're like we can't sleep on this opportunity. So, you know, Josh bought the lot and, you know, slowly broke ground. So, how do you even get the idea? To um, build the container house? Yeah. Oh, it's always. I've always wanted to. I mean, I've always want. I'd want to live in it. But, like, I, but yeah, like, where, where'd, you, where'd you said. find it? Like, was it like an <laughs> online thing? Somebody? Yeah, I'm sure. Like, like I said, 
a little while ago, like I was always interested in architecture. Mm-hmm. And so I liked, I just like the clean lines of containers and the very modern and simplistic look of all that stuff. So, How are the numbers on those things? Are they? Dude, it's not good. No? no. Wow. No, I mean, <laughs> like, like they're expensive. I would, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would, I could stick build a house for cheaper. Wow. Yeah, so I, I didn't. The, I yeah, always thought that. Everyone thinks that. Yeah. You can if you could build it somewhere where it doesn't freeze and it doesn't get super hot, where you don't have to like make it so, you know, like watertight <laughs> like and insulate that. it super well. Like if you could just like oh, kind of wow. live in it, you know, and I don't know. But like how much are those things? Like one thing, like one container thing. It's like <laughs> mine were three grand a piece. And it's still more expensive, like, once you put it all together. Wow. Well, I will say I am doing, like, high-end finishes. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't do high-end finishes and kind of cheapened it up, yeah, I could probably... It wouldn't be that bad. Okay. But, like, I I don't know. I have, like, custom cabinets in there. It's just we really wanted to create a unique experience. Because if someone's going to come and stay here, like, I want the whole thing to be just super unique. And with Airbnbs, that's what I read all the time, experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? Um... So my kind of thing with that is, like, I like to do a lot of things that maybe someone wouldn't want in their own house. You know, like, I I think our most popular one has a pink bathroom. And, like, I don't, most people wouldn't put a pink bathroom in their own house, but they love to come and stay at it because they can come experience it, have the novelty of it, and then they can go home, you know, and, you know go back to their white bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. White old bathroom. <laughs> I have a white bathroom too. Nothing against white bathroom. F, F white bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's just about the experience. It's just about something fun and that they don't see on a day-to-day basis. So that's kind of why we go. Why know, do people crazy. come to Lincoln? So we have a lot of people visiting family, visiting colleges, um, traveling for work. They don't typically say where they work, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I would just say a lot of family. So would you? So obviously, I mean, it sounds you guys are doing amazing. Obviously, and it's only growing. Um, so, it, like, is that better than long term? Um, I, I guess it just depends what your goal is. Mm-hmm. Um, our goal with these would be probably like cash flow and so um it makes more than a long-term rental but it is more work so it depends if you wanted yes less passive if you wanted more passive income probably a long-term rental would Mm -hmm. be better um but i do like you know i do like doing that because it gives me a little quote unquote job at while I'm staying home with the kids. So right now that's fine for me. Yeah. So she manages them and I'm kind of the maintenance guy. Yeah. You, I was gonna ask how you know how do you guys navigate mm-hmm. the the obvious issues that a, a you stole married my couple question, would have. I told you about that question. I've been I've been pretty quiet <laughs> on this one. No, I was like how do you guys navigate like the you're obviously gonna have disagreements and stuff like mm. do you guys just really do a good job just like this is your job, this is my job and we just stay in our lanes or is there a lot of collaboration? How do you guys do that because there would be obviously issues with most people having that kind of arrangement like do you know what like your part is right, right. do we what do we fight about most uh, you buying stuff without telling her <laughs> she's over that yeah uh i don't know i mean i guess i just maybe some maybe around. little differences on how things get done but not the major. We I think we just stay in our lanes, like and yeah, because really it sounds like you said, like it. you're the handyman, you're the manager. So it's like yeah. whatever falls in those categories. But right. 
I guess to go even deeper on that question, like I think what you're trying to say is like, let's say some, cause as we know, things, something new happens in these, in this business every day. Mm-hmm. Um, like when something comes up, like, like, how do you guys decide that? Like, is it do you, like mutual? Like, you know what I mean? We, I, I, I think anything Airbnb related, I defer to her. I just, okay. I let her kind of run the show. So that's you your know, thing. Like she yeah. does that. I, I have other things I do in real estate that aren't Airbnb related. That's just one thing that we do. How was that pandemic for you guys? It was good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we were back in Panama in March when that first started. And so. Again. again like, yeah. okay. Uh-huh. And so, have you guys bought anything out there? Or we haven't. We're, no? we're still browsing. Is that a place? Um, so I love Panama, but I think traveling with my kids down there, I don't want to do that on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. It's a long, it's a long trip. And so maybe something a little closer. We, we have our eyes in Belize. Right yeah. Now. Nice. It's so. a nice short trip. So Belize. yeah. So we were in Panama. I was getting cancellations left and right. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Yeah. Like March and April were like the worst cancellation. I think we had like 20 or 30 cancellations. Yeah. Oh, it, wow. was it was overwhelming. Crazy. Um, but once people started like going back a little bit to their normal life, um, a lot of people wanted to stay at Airbnbs as opposed to hotels because it felt safer to them. So, um, and we have an amazing cleaning lady yeah. that cleans like, <laughs> like she's just no seriously, great, she's so. great. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love her. So, um, I mean, yeah. So through the pandemic, it actually was you know, better. Um, I mean, it's still great now, but I was scared at first um, because of all the cancellations and all that chaos. But after that... Did you ever debate like... Maybe, okay, we're not going to do this anymore. No. I know of a lot of no. investors that actually stopped doing it. Yeah. It rebounded pretty quick. Really fast. Really? So we didn't, I mean, that thought didn't even cross our mind. Um, so, I mean, I. And it, I'll, I'll, I will say it does help. We own two of the three free and clear. Yeah. So our. Oh, yeah. our so that makes it. Yeah. So we don't have to have a huge income to, mm-hmm. right. to you know, make it break even, basically. Yeah. And. You you touched on uh, you got other stuff going on. What what other businesses are you doing? Like what what uh, what else are you focusing on? Um, the main thing is just, uh, private money lending to help other investors get started. That's kind of what we're first conversation about other people's money. Well, now I am other people's money for them. You know, nice. Um, so but that's the, that's the most passive. You know, way I, I would I'd imagine I I would describe that as probably the most advanced level of investor. Is when you're basically just passively making money. Your money, yeah. you're not doing anything, and your your money just making you money. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing that? Like a year and a half. But now I'm really trying to ramp it up now, and because so, as we have a growing family, my time's getting shrunken down more and more, and I still like to travel and stuff. So, now I only really pursue business opportunities that I can do for my cell phone. So if it that that's my criteria. Can I use my cell phone anywhere in the it's world amazing. and still make money? Yeah. And if I can't, then I'm not gonna do it. And we've other talked than about like, that too. Like the whole other cell phone than like thing. a new build, maybe because we're gonna do a new build. Like that's a little different. Um, I technically wouldn't have to be here. I could just hire a general contractor and but so yeah, so if any new business idea, it's basically that's cell amazing. Phone. Yeah, and, and that that's the thing. Uh, we talked about it, I think episode one, where it's like cell phones, like I've started LLCs and cell phones. He hates me because I did a couple music videos. He's him being a video guy. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, but but that's 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 what I love about like the whole smartphone thing. You could be anywhere, like you said. Yeah. Um, and literally, like 
all, there's apps for everything now. Oh, so, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I always tell people, you can become a millionaire Do you or, guys or have... run a millionaire uh business oh, off your sure. cell phone yeah do you guys have like a, a team that or do you like yeah like do you have a team that that does things for you or is it just the two of you for the most part other obviously if, if it's a partnership it won't be but yeah for the stuff that's just yours i mean how do you manage everything no i think we well it's a little different i mean so, she relies on different people than i rely on but yeah there's yeah. so many people that make everything happen that what what we do is like if i think about it, i'm like oh yeah that person's involved that person's involved that yeah. they're not like formal employees i don't have any we don't have any like formal employees. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of partnerships and relationships that kind of make everything happen. I feel like my part at, in the Airbnb is team based. I feel like if anybody wants to manage an Airbnb or ha- own an Airbnb, they would need a manager, they would need a maintenance person, and they would need a cleaning person. And I feel like my team is impeccable when it comes to that they're great um and so that's who i consider my team but i do know that josh has way more things going on so i I can't really speak to his team i know that you have ria as an office lady and she's an important part of your team Mm -hmm. but other than that um there are people that i don't know of which is probably good that means it's passive enough that i don't know them so yeah yeah so you're doing uh, money lending. Uh, what other stuff you got going on? I mean, other than just keeping all the balls up in the air, that's pretty much it. I have some other little things going on. Like we have an RV that we rent. That's not very. Which active. I love that too. That's, yeah. That's... Not lucrative, but it. How is we, that going? Like we. So I don't put any effort into yes, it. Yes, that's so the it's... thing. We don't. I mean, if we did, I think it would be... Another back burner project. Yeah, right now right it now. is. It yeah. was a good idea I had, and I was like, this is great. It'll pay for itself. Um, but is it? Right now, it's not. It was in the beginning, yeah. and then winter like, came. You're not pushing it. We're not pushing it. Um, but that's amazing. I love that. You know, even, uh, like, I read that on a book where it's, like, even a lake house. And it sounds like even with the Panama thing, you know, yeah. it's a perfect example. It's, like, you know, but quickly on this book, it was, like, oh, buy a lake house, 100 grand. Uh, you're going to travel there, make all these memories, and then when you get old, you just sell it and you have all these memories with your kids and yeah. it paid for itself. Yeah. You can, especially nowadays with the Airbnb. Right. Yeah. Um, what, you had a question. Yeah. So, so you know, you guys are doing the lending, you're doing Airbnbs, you still have some long-term rentals. Yeah. Can you tell us about where we're at right now? Like, what's, what's going on here? We're obviously in the construction zone. It's a big <laughs> one. So Yeah, so... I got my little baby project with the container house, and so now it was her turn to have her project. So this, this is, is kind of one. her. <laughs> this, this is her little project. Baby, yeah. <laughs> this is her brainchild, um, and I'll let her tell all about it and how it kind of came to be. Um. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's there's two ways how it came to be. I think one was like a dream, and one was like kind of logistics. Um. So logistically. Um, we have a lot of people that request to use our Airbnb for photo shoots, for um, uh, bridal showers, baby showers, um, rehearsals. Some people even want to get married in the backyard of one of our properties. And so while I love that because I love the idea of spending time and providing a place for people to like make memories together, logistically it just doesn't fit into our like calendar very well and also all of our airbnbs are quite small so space-wise it doesn't work um so i kind of always said like 
gosh, we kind of need a little like um, event, if you will call it, space, um, place where people do have like the adequate space to provide um, these experiences. That's amazing. And I love it. So that way, but also like in my heart, I love hosting and I love like having our family together and I love like providing those experiences for people's like special days, like friends, baby showers or bridal showers, you know, um, and hopefully in September, this space will be used for one of Josh's best friends rehearsal dinner. So it's oh, like, nice. Um, like that in my heart is so fulfilling because like, I just love to be a part of that. Yeah. And so it kind of just like made sense. Um, we looked at a lot of different spaces actually for this one and then we came across it and it just kind of fit perfect. It was a perfect size. It was good price yeah. compared to the ones yeah. that we were yeah. looking at before. No, that's amazing. We were looking at commercial buildings yeah. and those are something, yeah, like I mean, something bigger, like the, yeah. yeah. I don't think that big. They're just the price tag. When yeah, it's a commercial, yeah. it's like. Yeah. I think I think it's pretty cool how you took you know what you manage the Airbnbs yeah. and you saw like hey there's a need here yeah. that isn't necessarily being fulfilled. You sound like an entrepreneur. Yeah, I was like, you sound very <laughs> entrepreneur. Like I, mean, I, don't you that I, I don't think you're giving yourself I call enough that entrepreneurship. Yeah. That's that's awesome that you saw the opportunity, not not just yeah. the need but also the opportunity. And I mean, it's I mean, it's gutted right now, but I can definitely tell it's gonna be a cool space. It's like, gonna what's gonna be your your vision for this? So I want this place. Thanks for asking. No one really asked that. <laughs> I told him to. Yeah. That was all me. Um, I want this place to be very timeless and um, beautiful, but like appeal to the masses because I want it to be somewhere where anybody could see. Like, this would be a perfect place to host this x y or z you know i don't want it to be too trendy one way or the other i just want it to be very timeless and you know i want i want people's grandmas to love it and i want people's like aunts and cousins to love it that are in different you know generations um because i think it's important that it's comfortable for everybody um and those those events a lot of different people of all ages will be here so i wanted to appeal to everybody so this one won't be very trendy um but it'll be beautiful to host those type of things so that's yeah. amazing I, i'm yeah. getting like an elegant vibe type yeah, yeah. i think so i think so um a lot of whites so like yeah, I, a clean this will be your white bathroom no pink bathrooms here insulation is pink uh, i know right yeah. this is my favorite spot right like, here yeah, how, many, how many square feet is this going to be finished i, I think it's like two thousand. Oh, wow. It seems bigger yeah, than that. Yeah. It seems way bigger than that. It's the ceilings, probably. Yeah. yeah. So it has four bedrooms. Um, so also, like... Oh, wow. Hold on. So <laughs> it's actually an Airbnb plus yeah. the... Oh, wow. So Did you know that? I didn't know that. I thought it was just an event space. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So there will be... That's amazing. Two bedrooms <laughs> up and down. And so another thing that, you know, um, I get requested for a lot is, like, um, is there enough room for my bridal party to stay and get ready the day before my wedding? Um, or like um, Thanksgiving, like a lot of people will fly in to visit their kids in college, want somewhere that they can like get with family to have like Thanksgiving or Christmas dinners. And so like ideally they can rent the bedrooms as well. And then just like the morning of the wedding, come out and get ready or, you know, come have Christmas you know, breakfast out here. It's um, amazing. Yeah, so it will be a, definitely a gathering space. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's amazing. That's love it. Calling it that's the, gathering the name. Space. It's gonna be the gathering space. space. Yeah, love it. Mm -hmm. Oh wow, nice. So yeah. <laughs> so we can yeah. look forward to this being done or an open 
uh, what, September, you said? Well, hopefully. That, I mean, that's like... <laughs> that's my oh, it's on video now, so we're just proof. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get to work. Yeah, we're not so editing that. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been like a learning game balancing all of our projects because we have a lot going on right now. And so uh, it's just a learning game. We're yeah. both learning how to... Um, balance everything and manage everything and so hopefully we'll learn from this because even with all of the experience that we have we still have stuff to learn so um that's been the hardest part yeah yeah so what was the space before uh office space and looks like from the like safe it was a bank yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. that's where all the cats the bad kids will go yeah acting up. uh so I got a couple questions for you guys, um, and I want to hear both of you guys' answers. So looking back now, how far you've came, um, what would you tell your younger self? So this is for like our audience out there that's not, ha hasn't made any moves yet. You know, they maybe have some money. Like I had uh, somebody message me asking me, hey, I have this much money, which I love that, you know, and, and that was part of why we started this to open more minds basically um what would you tell your younger self you know from where like, you're at like now advice? To, is that what you're asking? yeah um I, sorry yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> i would um tell my younger self to just have faith trust the process and just dream big and i think that i've learned you all still all mine that's all right because i don't think that I would have thought that without Josh. Like, he's taught me all those things. Mm -hmm. He's taught me to, like, have faith and to definitely to dream big. Like, mm -hmm. anything that I've ever dreamed in the last however many years has only been because, like, he's allowed me to. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, I think that, that would be cool, but that's crazy. And he's like, so let's do it. You know, like, and so <laughs> I definitely just trust that process. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I think just believing in yourself is huge and just having the like the confidence. It's hard to get it without going through experiences, but just believing in yourself I think is really huge for a lot of people. Um yeah, and I'm I'm just a big visionary, big dreamer, so I just think like that's I guess I will say optimism. Like mm -hmm. being optimistic and trying to see the silver lining and everything will really take you a long way because if you start looking at all the negative stuff, mm -hmm. I mean, you're just going to get bogged down and just be like, that's it, I give up, you know? So amazing. Those kind of, yeah. Surround yourself with other dreamers too because speaking of the negativity, like surround yourself with people who say, yeah, that's a great idea. You can do it, you know, instead of people who are like, I don't know, that's a little crazy. You need to be a little bit more realistic. Like, I hate yeah. that word, realistic. Yeah. Oh, God. And, and while, don't be impulsive. I'm not saying that. But definitely just surrounding yourself with people who think that you can do whatever Love you it. set your mind to. Yeah. So. And yeah. Uh, to kind of go off of that question, if you were to write a book, what would you title it and why? Oh, oh man. Oh, on the spot. left field with that one. Dan told me to ask um, this. Oh, now, <laughs> now it's you. <laughs> Ooh, you have one? I don't know. Let me think. I don't know what the title would be, but I, I've been thinking about writing a book, actually. We talked about it on Instagram. Yeah. Like we, I, we talked about even a podcast, too, a uh, book. I think it's... I'm I'm starting to, too. I talked to oh, you yeah, about you, it. Like, you starting to write a book. It's a, I, I think, you know, hearing your stories, it's it's just inspiring. And, and if you could have kids read this, you know, when they're starting out, like... 
but yeah like what so like any idea on it like, I mean, maybe not even title but like what yeah. would be your theme or, you know? yeah i would lately for the i mean so oh, i've been working I, I feel like i know what your theme could be there you go how about you oh. i'll there tell you, you. Yeah. i'll tell oh. you what your theme is. Oh. There you go. And this is how Love we it. work together <laughs> See? um well i feel like you always talk about like networking and building yeah. relationships That's and i, I think say. okay well then continue yeah there you go <laughs> yeah so i've been really focusing you make sure you get paid for that book when it comes out um yeah, so I've been really trying to. I get re, I get hit up a lot by other investors mm-hmm. and stuff, and I do love helping like new kids get their first rental property, mm-hmm. their first flip, do their first wholesale deal. It like brings me so much joy. It's like selfish, kind of like how excited I get for them. Um, so I, that's I think that's just I don't know the whole networking thing and just like relationships has been a huge part of my story. Because looking back like 10, 11 years ago, I'm like, oh yeah, it's because of that person. This, this, this. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so it'd be about the idea of like. Relationship capital, I guess if you would call That's it. That's the title. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. I don't have a title, but now I just <laughs> came up with so it. Relationships some number one power. selling title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would Love be it. it. Okay. Yeah. And then what about you? So I guess I would have to appeal to the moms, you know. Um, I would go in the direction of like, you know, kind of like I said the younger advice that like just to allow yourself to dream big. And specifically because doing that has really, like, freed up my time to spend with my kids. And that's, like, where I feel the most fulfilled and find, like, my purpose in life. And so, you know, like, I I would have never done that had I continued to go to school. I would be working a lot, missing time um, from their lives and feeling less fulfilled because I didn't get to spend time with them. So um, if I could write a book, that's probably what it would be about. Um, Amazing, yeah, just, I love it. So I have a quick question on yeah, that. Yeah, sure. um, Do you, you want to like, pre-order it? Is, yeah. that, <laughs> is that your question? <laughs> no, no, but I, I really, I really like that idea. I think it's a really great idea because yeah. I maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a mom, but do you think moms moms get, <laughs> moms get into a vicious cycle where it's like I want to spend time with my kids, so I'm not going to do all these things that are going to take time from my kids, yeah. and then they end up not doing those things. But had they done those things. They would have more time. I, I don't know if it makes sense what I'm saying, but like it's along the lines of what you're saying. It's like you have to invest time to get that time back. Yeah, I, I do agree. Um, it's hard because not everyone is in the same situation, but like um, for me, that where I do spend my time um, with like the Airbnbs and other projects that we have, that that also feels fulfilling, and so I can. I can also do that, like, from home as well. So it's just a different, like, situation than everyone else. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And I think it goes back to what we've talked about where, you know, when you start off, you just have to, whether it's the 9 to 5 or whatever you're doing to get to where you're going to have some capital to invest, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. and and grow from there. And uh, I always tell people that it's like – the, oh, so you want to, you know, be an entrepreneur or you want, it's like, well, be prepared because it's a lot of work. It, you know, oh, it, that's sacrifice. one thing that, yeah, a lot of sacrifices. Uh, that's a lot of stuff that um, I, I always tell young kids that, you know, or youngsters that want to get in there. Uh, but it's also one of those things where it's like if you do the hard work, you know, then it all pays off to where it could make yes. the point that you asked. It was a great question where it's, um, you know, now you have the time to 
right. decide, pick and choose your battles, basically, yeah. where you so, want to do. I mean, yeah. that's what I love about you guys, because it's like, you're over here like, yeah, it's in the back burner. You have like five different yeah. projects, which oh, is amazing. Which burners. is amazing. <laughs> no, and, and it's like, amazing. because it's like your stove. <laughs> <laughs> How big is your stove? I love it. That's the title of your book. How big is your stove? Chapter one. How big is your stove? Hold on. Now we need to get some. some I will say, though, like it does. And like you said, it comes in cycles. Like right now we are boots on the ground, like trying to get all these houses ready to hit their listing. So right now, like I do feel a little bit like more away from the kids because we are very, very busy. But then like. (laughs) Once we get all this done, we'll we'll be able to relax a little bit more and like, you know, hang out and do more like fun things and have more free time. But, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. Like right yeah. now, right now we're working like sometimes we're at the houses until like 10 o'clock at night. I was and we're working that... Saturday. You know, we before we came here, we yeah. were yeah. working and then we'll probably go there tomorrow. Cause and I'm that's like, like I an entrepreneurship <laughs> thing, right? Where it's like, uh, it's funny. I'll be real honest here with myself. It's like sometimes when I get caught up with everything, you know, where, you know, where I'm like, okay, I can breathe. I'm, like I'm on the couch, like. What's next? Like, no, I can't just sit here. You know what I mean? And and I think that's what, when you love what you do, it's like, it doesn't even feel like work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and that's a good thing. Like, although we are super busy right now working, it's great because it's fun. Mm -hmm. And we can take our kids with us. You know, they're running around the houses and doing whatever. So, I mean, yeah, like I said, take the good with the bad. Like, some days you'll be working until 10 o'clock, and then some days you could just a week in I never like not home. work. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm always like yeah, doing yeah. something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this it never like shuts off fully. Yeah. yeah. So as yeah. if as if your plate isn't full enough, what can you tell us about your latest project? The latest one. The. Do you tell me? No, the 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 Airbnb that one. No, the I mean, stay in LNK or oh, oh my god, I had to remind you. We, like, have, we have all these back burners, you know. Yeah, like, which burner do you want? I don't know. This is he wants a stove. Yeah. This is her, her stove. So I I don't know if you would necessarily call it a project, but I would say that it's a branding. Um. Because we have so many houses, we kind of want them all to be recognized as one. Um, So just to kind of be more memorable, to be more recognizable, um, and just to know, like, we also have a lot of people that reach out to us that are like, hey, we love this property, it's booked, what's another one? So we're hoping to kind of, like, brand all Mm -hmm. of our properties um, and make something out of that. So that's more of a marketing push that you guys are working on that one? Well, this was actually something we started last year or a year ago. And we had this. We talked about it. Nothing crazy. Yeah. So the idea is that we get off of the Airbnb platform and on our own site. Because then you can you can provide a better same experience for cheaper. Yeah. Cheaper for the guests. And we wouldn't net the same. Yeah. So actually, I think we would net a little more. But they would pay less, so it's a win-win. Right. Win-win nice. for everybody. But, so just get off the Airbnb platform, have our own platform. So we kind of need to, like, to brand it. And now that we're getting a bunch of stuff, like you said, it's like, it'd be nice to just have it all under one umbrella, stay and, in LNK, and yeah. then there's, you know, Haymarket Hideaway, Little Grey Getaway, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. So I, you know, to wrap things up, I do want to ask, like, what's next? But I'm just like, I, what haven't you done <laughs> no, no, now? No. Like, I, mean, I mean, do you um, have any ideas? Well, I, of things I down the have an idea. I mean, we always 
have wanted. No, it's not <laughs> new for you. Look at his eyes. What are you going to say? I don't know. I really don't know what she's going to say. Like, that you property, no I put it under contract. <laughs> right, like Paul and Josh. Like, I actually bought something, let me tell you. No, I think that what would be next for the Knicks family would be an international short-term oh, yeah. rental. Yeah. I don't think it's crazy. Um, I think the hardest part for that would be p- putting together a team. Um, so I guess that's the only thing holding us back from that, really, and finding the perfect place to do it. So yeah, um, is Panama like is that safe to say? Or you said Belize? Belize, Belize. Yeah, yeah. We like Belize. Belize. It's close. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm open to options. I'm, I want to keep browsing. Well, once you sure. get it, you know, we'll, we're open to do yeah. the podcast out there. Yeah. <laughs> Just fly us out. Part two. Yeah. Right, right. Like on location. Yeah. On the beach. Yep, yep. Right. So, yeah, that's yeah. probably. I would think that yeah, that would be it. kind of next in our wheelhouse. Love it. Know? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, so for our listeners out there, where can they find you guys? What's the easiest way to get a hold of you guys? Um, well, it will be staying at Lanke, right? Because you'll have that. It stuff. is. It's yeah. at uh, Instagram. Well, we will eventually. Yeah. It's not. A, it's not even yeah. a thought right now. That's back. More <laughs> social, <laughs> that's like a more whole social media stove right now. Right yeah, because you're stove. That's a second that's stove. A whole <laughs> different stove right now. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in LNK on Instagram, and yeah. then uh, just our names on Instagram. Probably yeah. Josh Nix, Samarinix, yeah. and that's N I X. Yeah. Yep. N I X. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for having us here. This has been amazing. Uh, I've said that like 10 times behind the scenes. It's it's amazing. I love your story. It's inspiring. And um, I think for couples out there, I mean, you know, I hope they get something out of that, you know, because obviously you guys are a great team. Um, But yeah, make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube guys, uh, The Minority Report, and then also Instagram. Uh, This is episode four. And we're out. Let's get it. Take care, guys. Well, my hand, please don't say Dress in a suit, I can't relate. Minority report, can't ignore being rich from poor and your credit score.